Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger, joined as always by sometimes my buddy, Matt Basinger of Swellspark. We're in the Let It Fly Media Studios and joined as always by the wonderful Miss Jackie Wise of M-Prize Bank. Today we've got as a guest someone who's a dear friend of mine for many years, Josh Haith. Josh is the VP of Haith & Co. It's a big real estate company here in Kansas City. Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Happy to be here. Happy Friday. It is going to be a good day. Yes, it is. We uh, Did you pour yourself some of this Rieger Kansas City whiskey yet? I have yet? not Later. indulged on the Friday before lunch whiskey yet. <laughs> Rookie move. <laughs> All right, Josh, uh, for the uninformed, what do you do? Uh, I'm a commercial real estate broker. Uh, Haith & Company is a family-owned firm, and we manage property and uh, then do third-party brokerage on the side. So, okay. Where do you a lot spend, of hats. Where do you spend a great hat that you're physically wearing yeah, today, by the way? Yeah, I got my KC hat on today. I appreciate that. Where do you spend the majority of your time? And, and well, I'll ask my next question next. We'll, we'll start there first. All right. Majority of my time is really catering to uh, my clients that I'm representing uh, to fill their vacancies or sell their property and then fielding calls on interested parties. Mm -hmm. And that's really takes the majority of my time and then working on deals from leases to sales. Now you're a Kansas City kid, Shawnee Mission East. I am. KU. Smeester, Rock Chalk. Rock Chalk's a good time National to Rock Chalk. Yep. What, uh, I mean, there's not very many family, even generational businesses left, but yeah. uh, you've been with your company for what, 15 about, years? Yeah, a little under that, about somewhere between 10 and 15 now. It's but kind how, of becoming a blur. And how long has the company been going? Uh, close to 50. Wow. Uh, dad and his brother started it close to 50 years ago and kind of doing that generational change right now. And that's uh, has its own complexities. Yeah, it's got its ups and downs and taking hands off and so changing stuff. We call that modernizing. It's technology has changed the world immensely. So did you go do anything else like post KU or did, oh, you, did you know even going into college yeah, that you would it's a good end question. up back home? You know, if I wouldn't have gone to KU, I would have gone out of state and I probably would have never come home. So that was a fight in its own. So I went to KU, third generational Jayhawk. Uh, so that's deep in my blood. Um, so once I kind of went to KU, I kind of knew that's the direction that was probably going to take place. So what, are, what is your specific asset class that you guys focus on? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Man, I deal with such a variety of different different properties. Uh, I mean, we will deal with working on small little office suites all the way up to the sale of a you know thirty five acres of outside storage to you know hundred thousand industrial hundred thousand square foot industrial properties. So um, I touch it all as as a as a small family company. You really have to be able to work different different avenues and different gears, which I'm sure you guys can relate to. Absolutely. So we're filming this in May of 2022. Yes. <laughs> Confirmed. We, we've, yeah. we, we've seen some very interesting things coming around in the news. Markets have been sure. tanking. Inflation is high. Fed's raising rates. Sure. Where do you see the commercial real estate space headed throughout the rest of this year? Uh, well, Jackie could allude on that, too. Um, the interest rates are definitely going up, and that seems to be happening on a quicker 
daily basis than we thought. Yeah, it's going. It's crazy right now. Uh, the market is still roaring, in in my opinion. Um, there is just a number of deals still happening. Uh, a lot of retail that I represent. I think I just put up four 100% leased uh, riders on signs because we have filled the centers. Um, we don't have any availability. Uh, and that's for retail. Not like that top echelon, but more like the second tier stuff. Um, but I was getting my hair cut two days ago. And when I walked in, she said, there's a bad, there's a bad vibe in the air. There's just people just kind of have that feeling of anxiety and the stock market and interest rates and just they can just smell it there's just something brewing so i'm hope i'm hoping that we can override this and but you know there's cycles in the world so we oftentimes try to avoid the covid word on <laughs> our podcast right but i think commercial real estate has been really fascinating sure. in light of the pandemic and so you know 2 years ago a huge office exodus conversations about whether people are going to return office yeah. uh, industrial going through the roof yes it is um so sitting on the side of both trying to lease trying to work with folks who are selling like yeah what have been some of the biggest takeaways or some of the the biggest maybe transitions that you and your mm. company have made to position yourselves to to do really well regardless of that's interesting know. uh you know we own and manage property predominantly flex industrial space so in general our tenants survived pretty well and coped during COVID. We had some that we, we worked with and, uh, but, and then I'm not sure how to, COVID was very tough on the office market. Uh, and it did affect all the other markets, but I think office is where it's lingered the most. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen some office being looked at to be transitioned into multifamily, which is a very expensive transition. So, but I feel like the COVID is kind of behind us. I think everybody's kind of, kind of brushed that off their, brushed that off their shoulders at this point, but it's definitely still lingering. I don't know. You, you, you spoke about the technology, right? We were talking about sure. generational business and how yeah. the technology has changed everything. Man, uh, it sure has, hasn't it? How, it's a love-hate relationship on a daily basis. What do you love about it? What do you hate about it? Um, it's so fluid and fast that... You know, if you want something, you can find it at a touch of your fingertips. So I think it has sped people up where nobody is willing to, it's just, it's so fast. Um, people want instant gratification now. If they call you, they want to hear back from you immediately. Um, even if you're in another meeting or on a tour showing, showing back-to-back -back spaces. So um, I think getting back to people is, is critical at this point on a timely fashion is what technology has changed. But the emails getting in junk mail and there's just so many things that can mess up the day, uh, time consuming. So, uh, but it makes business easier because you can work remote, which is great. And that adds a lot of positive, positive vibes in my business, I think. What, what's your view of you know, you deal with a lot of underlying businesses that you either sure at least from mm -hmm. buildings you own or are clients of yours or are working with your clients. A lot of ways to make space. money. What's sort of your view on the way that those companies are transforming? Or I guess the better question is yeah. really talking about the economy. Are you guys afraid of this bankruptcy wave that we've really avoided over the last several years? It's a good question. Um, 
the bankruptcy wave is something that I'm not really scared of. Uh, but there, what's there's a lot of institutional money out there right now, which is you know these funds, these super funds that are bringing hundreds of millions of dollars in buying up property, which I think is hurting the small smaller individuals. I mean, it's happening in the housing market too. You look at Zillow and BlackRock. And so the competition is fierce. Um, so it's hard to be a small fish in this big pond right now. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but a little feedback there. What there are, I mean, dozens and dozens of folks who do property management, who do commercial yeah. real estate. Uh, you all have been around sure. for generations. What like what makes you different? What make what makes y'all special? Why would sure. our listeners who we, are like yeah, there's a lot of large companies out there that you get tossed in the machine. I call it a machine, mm-hmm. and we're more we're small scale, more personal, and you're going to deal with us direct, and we're available. We answer our calls. Uh, something to take into consideration. I think a lot of the baby boomers are trying to get away from maybe they own two or three buildings and they're kind of burnt out on managing themselves. So I think there's an opportunity to pick up more management there where those guys really want to take a hand, hands off more so you can pick up a couple of buildings here and there for people. We're out of state buyers, been dealing with a lot of people from California. Now so. is your focus the metro or are you also sure. you have a footprint in, you know, other parts of Kansas, Missouri, yeah. elsewhere? Um one particular client I've helped do a number of deals outside the Kansas City Metro, but in general, my my stomping ground is the Kansas City Metro and surrounding area from every little sector from Liberty, Leavenworth, Overland Park, Olathe, Prairie Village, everywhere. And what percentage of your day do you work on properties that are Haith owned properties? Mm, Good question. Versus client managed properties? I mean, it's the ebb and flow where it kind of following where stuff needs to be taken care of as far as lease renewals. And, uh, but probably 20% of my time is based on property that we own and manage in house. And is so. that, is that something that you want to expand upon in the future um, to where, yeah, to where I, you increase yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, you know, I we're mean, talking about the next generation sure, sure, sure. and adjusting. Yeah. I mean, is that- I would, I'm very interested in investing in the commercial real estate sector and, and I have in, on several different avenues, but, uh, I would like to continue to do that. It's just so com- it's so competitive right now. Like I said, you're competing. So I also don't want to make a make a wrong wrong move. So, but I I think you need to be uh, very aggressive too and take chances. So let's talk about Kansas City for a minute because uh, we I mean Kansas City kids That's where we are all across let's do the it. table right. Um, there are other cities over the course of the last ten years that have had explosive growth. You know, you look at Nashville, you look at Phoenix, you look at yeah. Austin. Unbelievable. And, and I feel like there's conversations about like, hey, is Kansas City next? Um, and what <laughs> I feels found, like it kind of. Yeah. What I've found with my, you know, national expansion efforts is you kind of see these these tips or you see sure. these things that are happening. Like what's your, I guess, feeling about the Kansas City real estate scene in general? Mm-hmm. And what do you see happening in and around Kansas City over the course of the next 10 years? Well, I... That's a good question. Something that I think is big and up and coming is, uh, God, I'm blanking on what it, like these giant uh, server, mm-hmm. I can't think of what they're called right now, but they're sure. building these massive- Like half a million square foot. Yeah, these giant, and they're, and they're going up by the airport, and um, I think that's going to change, change and 
bring more people to Kansas City, even small small businesses following that. Uh, the huge box industrial stuff that's being built, being built even out south off I-35, uh, Gardner area. Um, they're building it off Bannister now. North Point is. There, there's a, a tremendous amount of growth. And it seems like Kansas City is pretty techy, too. we got mm-hmm. some really cool architecture firms in Kansas City that are designing some stuff on a world scale. What's really the view now on sort of – we talked a little bit briefly about this office space sure. and more or less, office. especially in Kansas City, which isn't a strong office market yeah. historically. Yeah, but there's some office space available. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, what's really going to happen on that front? You know, I, I feel like the I, the office market has, I've in my opinion, has had pretty stable rents for almost my entire career. They haven't changed. They haven't mm-hmm. gone up much. And then COVID even just kept them exactly where they are. So there's it's tough margins in the full-service office market industry, I, I don't know. I mean, not a lot of people are building new office buildings right now. They're building flex, industrial, and uh, multifamily. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of office being built. And, sure. they're, and they're, that's probably the highest vacancy of the, you know, you look at industrial, office, uh, retail. I think office is the one that's still hurting the most from the pandemic. Everything else has recovered. So as you grow in your roles and responsibility within your company, as you look to the next couple of decades or generations doing this, like, are you looking to really grow your company on properties? Are you talking to Emprise Bank and saying, hey, like, we want to go after all these things? Yeah. Well, if there's a downturn, I think downturn, like Andy brought up bankruptcy, I think it brings up opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, So... One thing I need to do is learn how to shed responsibility and give other people um, take take some weight off my shoulders. I just get pulled in so many different directions every day. Uh, that's that's something I'm working on, bringing more people into our company. So and deviating. So it's tough. It's tough. It's I really mean, hard because you want and type it, A. You want to make sure it's getting done, yeah. and you know and. And I'm a true believer, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. So it's like, ugh. So an interesting <laughs> thing that's not necessarily related to any industry specifically, but you know, we've been going through that and been growing as a company at Absolutely. J. Rieger & Co. as well. Yes. And you know, one of the things that I've found that's been working for us recently is actually writing down standard operating procedures sure. for, for, for not how you do your job as holistically, but uh-huh. each individual task Sure. so that you're not having to sit there and think of this idea of, okay, how do I put my job on paper? Right. It's, it's no, that's not it. It's when you're doing a singular task, you're like, hey, as I'm doing this task, I'm going to literally record how I think of like, what's the goal of this task I'm doing? And then how I achieve that task. If sure. Even if it's as simple as logging into a portal to create so you the, can, the financial you can package to, to give else. to a client. Yeah. And so then you can train them, right. but they also have literally a Bible for that task. Yeah. So you're not saying take over my this job. Makes sense. You're saying yeah. take over this task. Yeah. And that's something that's been pretty successful for spoon, us recently. Spoon feeding the baby. It's one of my favorite sayings. <laughs> you have to literally, you know, if because if you do it yourself, it, you know, it makes sense in your head, but you got to spoon feed it. The idea is to it. grow, right? Yeah. The idea and, is to grow. And, and honestly, people like that because yeah. they like to know that they're being trained, right. but they also have something comfortable. that is so clear and obvious that yeah. someone that's never worked in, in your Black example, commercial white, no real gray. estate, Absolutely. they're like, Oh, yeah, I can do this. That's great. I agree. I think that's a great thing for management protocol, for sure, on different vendors, who to call, how to handle this, who to communicate with. Um, on the sales and leasing training that way, every deal is just so unique that it's situational. And I think the only way to learn on that basis is to dive in and 
get your hands in the and sure. learn from experience. So, but mistakes can be made. That's okay. Yeah. Aside from getting married, can't talk about kids. What's the coolest thing you've ever done? Oh man, I've had some cool things in my life. Uh, but one of the most meaningful things is starting the Pink Party Foundation, which is a nonprofit where we raise money uh, for women fighting breast cancer oh, wow. that uh, don't have the funds to emotional support for wigs and prosthetic bras. We throw a party once a year, a couple hundred people, live band, uh, open bar, great food, and even do a silent auction. And it's young and vibrant and uh, so it's, it's, it's a great thing and we're donating all the money to a great cause. And I, it's, it's fun. It gets you a uh, change of pace. Yeah. So it's and really, awesome. really nice. Yep. I appreciate you sharing that. So yeah, well, on behalf of Emprise Bank, Let It Fly Media Studios, the Jay Rieger and Co. Distillery and Swell Spark, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. And, uh, we wish you continued success as you grow here in Kansas city. Thanks for having me guys. Appreciate it. It was a pleasure and happy Friday. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.